Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Wise Choice, an official Wise Music podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Adam. And I'm Paula and this is our holiday special. (laughs) (laughs) Something about sleigh bell sounds and jingleys, you know, it just gets you in the spirit, doesn't it? It is, it's them reindeers are clicking. (laughs) Well, we're actually, uh, we're recording this in November. (laughs) Um, but the episode will should be going out on the 21st of December, 1st of December in the lead up to Christmas Day on the Sunday. Yes. Um, and, uh, although it's only November right now, we're just into November actually, uh, we, we're pretty quick to get into the spirit. On. It doesn't already, take much. I've already had plenty of mince pies. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> as soon as they're out, yeah. I'm all We're always it. quick on the pies, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for this episode, we've put together a bit of a brief Christmas through the years guided tour kind of thing. Um, just some cool uh, Christmas tracks that we could find, which just, you know, gets you in the mood. It's really nice because actually a lot of the older ones feel somehow really like part of Christmas. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of really good stuff in, in the catalogues of Wise. So yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a great episode. I know. And <laughs> to kicking straight off with Bing Crosby, oh my Mr. Gosh. Christmas himself. Yeah. Um, and the song Here Comes Santa Claus. And the Andrews sisters. Featuring as the well. Andrews, yeah. Andrews sisters also. Um, oh. Released in 1949 um, off the album Christmas Greetings. Um, it's just such a. It's great, isn't it's it? It's a good place to start, it isn't gets it? It gets you smiling. So yeah. it was, uh, I've got a few facts about it. Um, it was written and originally recorded by Gene Autry in 1947, which I didn't know. Um, with the music composed by Oakley Holderman. And apparently, Autry got the idea for the song after riding his horse in the 1946 Santa Claus Lane Parade in LA, during which crowds chanted, Here comes Santa Claus. No. Not, not in that accent, but... <laughs> here, here he comes. Here comes Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, Santa's sure. from Yorkshire. It is. It's the um, Yorkshire Santa. To be fair, looking at his artwork, he looks like a bit of a cowboy. As really? Well, right? with his, on his horse. And it's kind of a... It's got a bit of a riding on a horse feel, don't you think? Yeah, song? a little bit of a trot. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it must be hard to capture like what I think of as like a real Christmas winter vibe when, you know, if you're, if you're in LA. Yeah. They're never the best Christmas films for me, LA Christmas. It needs snow. Just too sunny. <laughs> it's got to be white. Even though we probably, we don't really get white Christmas. We get no, a we wet get, Christmas generally. Yeah, grey. Yeah. Or slushy if we're lucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes we'll have an after Chris, Christmas snow, but then it's like, ah, it's too late. It's after the fact, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But that's interesting though. So it was like a little cowboy, <laughs> cowboy Christmas. But they're doing it's the the magic of the sleigh bells. I'm telling you, you like you pop a sleigh bell on something, and automatically I see snow in my head. I think my ideal Christmas setting would be Wham. Wham. Oh yeah, yeah the that video. scene okay. in the video or Mariah Carey. Her oh yeah, video. nice. Both of those, like yeah, that's that's what Christmas should be. I yeah. I've never experienced that Christmas. Either. No, we've never been on a ski trip. I've never been in Christmas. a ski lodge on <laughs> Christmas with it snowing. But there's yeah, always one time. can dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so some more facts. Um, according to Wikipedia and the internet in general, Bing Crosby was the first multimedia star of the day. Of the day, yeah. As uh, in across. Across media, so like music and film. Music, and... film, all of that. He so was he, the very first. Apparently. I mean, whether you believe wow. it or not, I mean, it's Wikipedia I and the internet. But I thought, well, yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Like he, he went across different boundaries. Um, he made over 70 feature films and recorded more than 1,600 songs. 
apparently as well his career coincided his early career coincided with like recording innovations which meant that he could develop that kind of intimate singing style that he does you know it's kind of a bit closer Mm. than i guess recording techniques prior to that would have been lesser so you'd have to project more mm. you couldn't and have the talk singing style once you started doing that that then opened doors for other artists and, like and it also Sinatra's really suits the whole like film era that it was when you'd have musical films yeah um yeah. so should we give it a listen <laughs> this is here comes santa claus by bing crosby yeah. and the andrews sisters <laughs> The all important flavor. <laughs> That's it. I won't do it anymore. It'll be overkill. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the rain. Bells are ringing, children singing. All is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers Cause Santa Claus comes tonight Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus Right down Santa Claus Lane He's got a bag that is filled with toys For the boys and girls again Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle What a beautiful sight Jump in bed, cover up your head Santa Claus comes tonight, tonight, Santa Claus comes tonight. Happy days, Happy listen to the bells and chimes, as Santa Claus comes your way today. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He doesn't care if you're rich or poor, for he loves you just the same. Santa knows that we're God's children. That makes everything right Fill your hearts with the Christmas cheer Cause Santa Claus comes tonight Tonight Santa Claus is coming tonight Stand by Santa Claus! Oh. Yeah. 
so good. Right, I'm in the mood. It. I'm ready. I'm ready to put the Christmas tree up now. Oh, <laughs> that's such a good, good song. So you were just looking, ready. the look up kid was just checking out the Andrews sisters as well. You found a cool oh, little well, fact I always love the Andrews sisters. Like, I think it was Bugle Boy or something uh, that got me into it. And um, you got me a vinyl of theirs. I, well, did, I did. I did. Ages good. ago. Yeah, nice. Um, it's just those harmonies. Um, I absolutely love like the triadic. I always loved working in thirds and things, and it's just a really nice style um, of singing. But yeah, when I was when that was playing, I, I just sort of I was wondering where the inspiration came from for them to get their sound, and I found a little documentary, and they were saying that they took inspiration from the horns section, which is that's cool, just very cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, it was very jazz influenced, really, wasn't it? Well, they won't be the first to be inspired by like horns and saxophones and stuff in that day as well. We've got an episode planned for the future about Billie Holiday, and yeah. I was learning about how she's kind of inspired. She was imitating like saxophones and trumpets. Ah, oh, so interesting. Louis Armstrong isn't it? mostly. And what a different sound you can get. Um, because, yeah, listen to the instruments and how they sort of play with each other. Uh, you've got those gorgeous harmonies. I guess you forget that, I mean, the voice is an instrument. It is, yeah. And just also making sounds that happen to be words. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. um, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, that's I, I interesting. I love um, three-part harmony as well. And <gasps> yes. I guess this may be something a bit special about sisters yeah. sharing the same kind of You've got a nice DNA. Tone they, and... they definitely blend well, mm. as with like the staves. You know, they're just perfectly yes. in sync with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So Continuing where do we on, go from yeah, there? Continue, yeah. Well, that flows really nicely actually. Oh. Okay. Um, on to the next one, which is all about voice. Oh. Okay. Um, and you know, you can't have Christmas time without caroling. Okay. Um, so like where I we're found going. this awesome track. Um, it's We Three Kings, but it's by uh, Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians, okay. um, which is like, you know, it's just all voices and stuff. Um, released in 1957. I'd never heard this version. Okay. Um, yeah. But it's it's very rich. It's oh, got some gorgeous, like, like deep harmonies going on. Um, so it was originally written in 1857 uh, by John Henry Hopkins Jr. Um, and at the time, Hopkins was the rector of Christ Episcopal Church in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and he wrote the carol for a Christmas pageant in New York. As if, that's amazing. I know, isn't it? I think so that used to happen a lot, actually, anyway, with composers who would be part of a church and they'd write stuff specific for events. I, I know a few, com uh, quite a few composers <laughs> that they're the songs that we know now, but it was just done for an event. I wonder whether when it's written in that, like, capacity, do they, like, do they get royalty like i, I mean that know, far actually. back music wouldn't have been like that but i wonder if you sold like sheet music for it or how yeah, it worked i don't know i, do, I really don't know or they, are they employed by the church and so then the church takes ownership i don't know i, I won't want to hazard a guess no but i do know that nowadays because that's so old it's it's public domain kind yeah. of songs isn't it yeah. Um, so Fred Waring was an American musician, band leader, and radio and TV personality. So he was all over it. He was everywhere. Uh, he had his own show, the Fred Waring Show. I wonder if he was part of. Maybe... I think he'd have been known well in America. We, we, I, I'm not really familiar with his his name. No. Um, but well, I mean, it was 1957. To be fair, we were. I suppose. Yeah. I wasn't, way off yeah. being born. <laughs> um, apparently, he was the man who taught America how to sing. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I, I presume that's some of his TV personality element, maybe. Mm. Um, he also taught choral workshops at Penn State. 
Um, but what's, what I found a bit random about uh-huh. him was he was also the financial backer behind the first ever electric blender. What? Called the Warring Blender. What? Yeah, <laughs> isn't that random? Doing a little bit of singing, a little bit of presenting. Going to make a blender. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect Maybe he really liked his smoothies. I don't know. You've got to keep that uh, throat, those vocal cords healthy. That's <laughs> mad. To... Yeah, I thought that was interesting. But um, that bears no impact on the, the song or anything. <laughs> it's just a fun fact. Yeah. So anyway, this is We Three Kings by Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians. We Three Kings of Orientar Bearing gifts we traverse afar Field and fountain moor and mountain Follow calming tones yeah. though, isn't it uh, and it's so timeless anything with a choir um you could be listening to a, a recording from today you know if not for the hiss <laughs> it'd be slightly well, better recording some people though, put right? hiss and stuff in again true, now to true. make it feel more you know real and crunchy yeah i don't even think like you don't need to be religious or anything i, I was going to say that actually i think regardless of you know what faith you you have that is just a beautiful sound, it's, isn't it? It's yeah, for me, it is the the harmonies and the arrangement is just just really really special. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, very so, nice. A bit more into commercial territory now, um, taking us into 1975. Okay, uh, as we move through Getting the a years, bit more modern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the next track we've got lined up is "I Believe in Father Christmas" Ooh. by Greg Lake. I oh love my this gosh, one. That's it's so good. So for those who don't know, Greg Lake is a founding member of the prog rock bands Emerson Lake and Palmer and King Crimson. And this track was written by Greg Lake and Peter Sinfield, who was also a founding member of King Crimson. Okay. Um, and what and would we know by Emerson Lake and Palmer and King Crimson? 
anything? Well, they were just a big prog rock band of the time. Okay. It's Putting me on the, the 70s, spot. I don't really it? know the titles that, that well because it's more of they would it's like the whole album uh, okay you know it was a vibe yeah. not just one track that's, that's that was cool. the deal with prog rock and and that is so the 70s as well i love a little bit of 70s uh experimental yeah, exactly. yeah take you on a journey but what you might know of peter um peter sinfield was that he also wrote the song think twice for <gasps> celine dion what oh wow it's a big song it's isn't an amazing it song. um so a big deal he wrote the lyrics on i believe in father christmas and greg took care of the music um and what I didn't know as well about this little factoid, um, the instrumental hook comes from a classical piece of music by Sergei Pro- Prokofiev mm, from the okay. Troika section of the music for the 1934 Soviet film Lieutenant Kijay. Um Yeah, and this was added following a suggestion by Keith Emerson saying you should Ooh, have that in. Okay, and have we got a little sample to play of that so we can hear it? Well, we're going to play the whole song. Cool. And that's the instrumental hook. Um, yeah, I didn't know that though. Maybe I didn't I'm. Know that. But this is what I mean. So I'm like sure there's people out there that would have known. Yeah. You know, but you just... Um, I always loved that part, though. It's we just so consume dramatic. the tracks, don't we, I suppose, generally. And it's just like it becomes a sound of a, a time of year. And very rarely do you get an opportunity to sort of look further into them. Yeah, maybe. Definitely. But it's good, but it's it's nice. good when you do. It's like, nice to have the appreciation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because that's a great bit as well. It really makes the song... Um, so here's another fun fact. Anyway, I read that according to Lake, it's actually about the commercialization of Christmas. I mean, <laughs> I love that that a Christmas song can be about the commercialization of Christmas and then become a massive commercial hit. <laughs> no, kind, um, of, kind of failed on his mission there, if that's what well, he was going for. Well, but. yes and no, because then if you look at the lyrics, talking about promises of snow and instead it keeps on raining, which personally I love again because it's Very so English. English <laughs> um, uh, you know, you, you get the the hints that, that are being dropped um, and, you know, references to being told fairy stories um, and seeing through disguises and things. Uh, yeah, so it's in there. It is but in there. If you want to, you can just pay attention to the twinkly, jingly <laughs> yeah. and some of the terminology of Christmas without maybe the full meaning behind what he was thinking. And the final well wishes of wishing everyone like a, a good whatever. Whatever, uh, whatever your stance. Yeah, <laughs> whether it rains or snows. Um, just, yeah. Yeah. I think you can go a bit too. You can. It has got a bit ridiculous at Christmas A little bit now. too happy, cheesy. Well, just like the amount of presents that oh. some kids might get materialization of it that's not the point for us is it Uh, we're not not into that it's all about family time and uh and it being a bit cold and (laughs) maybe a bit of mulled wine it's the atmosphere that's what i love about christmas time i know we say we use the word christmas as well but to me it's just a word of the time yeah it's just a time of year isn't it um oh yes um i had another factoid for that where is it um so uh, the the track was kept from Christmas number one spot by Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah, um, and That's Lake a- Lake is quoted saying, "I got beaten by one of the greatest records ever made." I would have been annoyed if it had been Cliff. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I can't believe you said that. Um, I, yeah, Cliff, it, too, it does seem to have had a lot of uh, Christmas hits. Really, and, uh, it? Well, see, I'm a bit partial to uh, mistletoe and wine. That's one of my childhood. So, <laughs> it, you know, it's kind of... It's in there, yeah. It's, it's got a nostalgia like, element to But it. of everyone you could be beaten by for like a fellow rock band, I yeah, feel definitely. like you could really respect that. In fact, if anything, that kind of oh, be... The fact that it went on to be this huge yeah. track, you know, you can't really grumble at that, can That's you? That's amazing. But, That's 
I think I almost think that's something to be proud of. I'd, I'd <laughs> like like to tell that story. Well, it would have been nice to be uh, number one as well, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> but when he, yeah, yeah, true. Mind you, the song is still with us today, so it's not done it any harm, has it? No. Um, so here it is, I Believe in Father Christmas by Greg Lake. such a good track uh, some great parts in there and they yeah. really nailed it and we're so going to keep that energy going so what we've got next next up we're gonna just do a couple of little snippets from some contemporary christmas tracks that i think are worth a bit of a note so a few little um, teasers so a couple of modern teasers before we skip back to the 80s for a big finish oh nice okay it's <laughs> like the big fa- fa- fireworks finale yeah. <laughs> um so we've got a track by she and him released in 2011 called christmas wish 
um, written by Joey Spampinato in 1985. Um, but it's just uh, Zoe it, Deschanel. I just, you know, think of Christmas when I think of her singing because of Elf. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, that's, that's a really good connection. I wonder whether it was the success of that that maybe made them she and him like think oh we should do a christmas album we should do like a maybe album. i don't know obviously suits her voice oh, isn't it, it does. and um i like their kind of stripped back way of doing things as well it's yeah quite, quite raw. raw yeah um so here's a little snippet of that christmas wish by she and him merry christmas merry the time of the year when all good dreams come true I look at all the toys under the Christmas tree It makes me think about the way that things could be If people all over the world could just see them too Every Christmas That's such a vibe. Yeah. It's really great. Nice. So moving on, we've got the Gorgeous Snow by Sleeping At Last, released in 2011. Oh. Part of his yearbook project, docu- document, documenting, documenting, as a whole different uh, project, <laughs> documenting a whole year. I remember at the time in 2011, yes. you actually bought me the CD. You got it imported from America. I wondered whether you'd remember that when you when we were popping no, Sleeping At Last on. So that's nice. I, I appreciate that you remembered that Of course that I remembered this. Because I remember lovely it Lovely gift a, and a gorgeous album. It was quite a big deal as well, well that, that you managed it. to get it imported. Uh, it was a big deal at the time that I was getting it like sent over because I think it was like a very independent thing. I don't know whether Sleeping At Last was like so as big huge as it is now then. yeah definitely um and i thought that i discovered like the secret little thing but i mean well i hadn't i hadn't heard of him at the time um so yeah it was lovely I and know. he's he's the king of pulling at the heartstrings that is exactly <laughs> it's right like his forte yeah and that's perfect for christmas you know you have to walk the line between pulling at the heartstrings but also making people feel thankful and jolly and he absolutely nails that with just that beautiful tone well i found a, a really nice quote actually Ooh, from okay. him on his own website as well so you know it's like direct from him which is quite nice um he said initially he wanted to write it about family but then thought about all the people who find christmas a difficult and lonely time he didn't want it to be the saddest christmas song ever <laughs> so he aimed to be gentle with the subject and focus primarily on hope oh I nice just really and that's, nice, isn't that's it? christmas isn't it it is that's really good it is because you it's nice though because not all Christmas songs recognise that some people don't have such a, a an easy Christmas mm. or not everything happens magically for them, you know. Yeah. So yeah, good on him for trying to find something that speaks a to real, everyone. A real, yeah, a real track. He also said uh, on this on the same website blog, he said it was recorded in November. And he said it was especially difficult due to lots of traffic driving by. Oh. We can relate to that. In the snow, which is apparently louder than dry roads. Oh, no. Um, If you listen closely, you can hear things in the background. So where where was he in I think it's his home studio. But obviously in a snowy place. Because they've got November in... I mean, they've got snow in November. I know. Yeah, we haven't got that. We just had a a weather warning for Gale Force Winter. That's what... (laughs) (laughs) It's just always raining. We're really complaining about the weather a lot. I know. We're so British. Anyway... Anyway, Yeah, so it's a gorgeous track. This is uh, Snow by Sleeping At Last. The branches have traded their leaves for white sleeves 
Such a gorgeous songwriter, isn't he? Really, yeah, uh, gets you in the heart bone. Captures something special. Um, so continuing that kind of heart on the sleeve element, we thought we'd feature a side project of ours called Lullaby Corner, and we, we did a whole Christmas album. And the track we're going to play is Silent Night. Um, and we initially had started this project as like a an album to help get kids to sleep you know lullabies yeah Um, and it was because at the time we'd found out that we were expecting um and then we were like okay we've got to make a lullaby album so we can play it to the future kid and and it would be really great and gorgeous yeah yeah, a nice thing to do that was why the project (laughs) was born um but unfortunately things didn't work out for us and we weren't sure whether to say it on the podcast i'm not sure how many people we've actually told well we don't so we but, don't like to post things ab- about it but i think we're, we're we're getting better at talking with time things we're, get in, like, we're in a day uh, the day and age where i think it's good to be open isn't it i know you don't want I, I think it yeah it's maybe cathartic and also it's nice to know that other people maybe go through things <laughs> as well and that i don't know the real people and yeah and i just don't want certain subjects to be taboo and miscarriage is like it isn't spoken about a lot, I don't think, until maybe you experience it and then you sort of find similar things with other people. Massively impactful. I didn't realize how much it had affected us because I, I, th- I thought at the time we just bounced back and we were, we're okay, we're resilient, you know, onwards and upwards. But it was grief. It wasn't. It, it did, <laughs> I think, without realizing, we were grieving for a, a good year or so, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's two, it's been two years now, almost to the day, actually. Yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, you still feel it, but oh, it, it's it's good to talk about it. But basically, that was that was why Lullaby Corner was born. It was born with hope. Um, it didn't end up with the happy ending, but you know that's reality, I guess. Um, it's part of the journey, isn't it? It is, and we're thankful for what we've got. And to be honest, the album is is kind of beautiful. It is very it's, tender. It's got a special meaning, I think, for both of us. Yeah, I mean, aside from it being intended for lullabies for kids to go to sleep to it's actually really good for like background christmas <laughs> yeah. dinner yeah. ambiance for opening your presents it, you know it, it, it opens it up to loads of stuff but the heart is there i was going to say um, it's full of our heart and we really hope that you enjoy it and maybe make it part of your christmas so this is silent night by lullaby corner Thank you. 
So we're moving on now and we're going to bring the mood back up. Yeah, uh, a bit more funky Christmas coming your way now. Funky Christmas. Um, but... So this is a track called yeah. Christmas Will Really Be Christmas, which is originally by Lou Rawls, released in 1967. But the Black Pumas have just released a really Last good year. version oh in 2021. Yeah. And it's super funky. So it's cool. So and they've added the all-important sleigh bells in there that were missing from the uh, Lou Rawls version. <laughs> I it. said I wouldn't do it again, but I lied. Whatever. It's the all-important <laughs> factor that just makes you like, oh, okay, it's a funky Christmas, not just funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Christmas will really be Christmas by Black Puma. Say Christmas ain't Christmas till Everybody knows Christmas ain't Christmas till the Christmas ain't Christmas, baby. Yeah, oh, it's really funky good. Christmas. I'm liking having a new Christmas track to put into our playlist because I think a lot of our Christmas playlists are made up of like old classics. Yeah, there's a lot of great cr- classic Christmas <laughs> format songs from like the 70s, I think. Although yeah. 80s and 90s. And, <laughs> <laughs> and 40s and the 50s. It, and as the 50s. I'm saying it, I'm like, well, actually, there's loads of great Christmas <laughs> But it's nice songs. to have a, a new 20s one. Yeah, keeping it fresh. So that brings <laughs> us to the kind of end of our contemporary snippets. And I really hope you go and, you know, we've teased you just enough to go and check them out and find them and sticking in your playlist uh, yourself and but stuff. then that also brings us to the grand finale the big finish that i mentioned earlier the 1985 track walking in the air from the film the snowman oh my gosh i know it's a good finisher isn't it oh, yeah. this is this has got that little magic element and, and i was going to say that was the perfect harmony of animation and music wasn't it because yeah, definitely. it really is magic when you when you oh when we when you first saw the snowman as a kid yeah you know that's just and every year it still every, gets me yeah it is it's it, it's an amazing quality isn't it if you consider like the techniques and things that they have now in comparison to when like in the 80s um it's just so magical well i think it stands out because of that doesn't it and uh yeah it's great so anyway it was written by howard blake snow. for the <laughs> actually 1982 film the snowman and i found some stuff out when i was looking at it so it's a common misbelief that Alad jones um performed the song in the film okay um but it was actually performed by st paul's cathedral choir boy peter orty um then in 1985 an altered version was recorded for use in a tv ad for toys r us um and at that point orty's voice had then broken so blake recommended the then 14 year old welsh chorista is that how you say it chorista yeah i think it's alad jones we'll go with that yeah, so he recommended Alan Jones. Um, it was this version that charted and became like extremely popular. Wow. Okay, but, I didn't know that. I know, but people thought it was so. Credit to Peter Orty Peter and Orty. to Alan Jones. Then. Yeah, that's nice. The one we're going to play that's is the, the Alan Jones thing, version. Isn't it about being choir boy? I know like, you've got a short-lived time time frame. A, a small time to shine. Yeah. Before, yeah. But then, I mean, Alan Jones has gone on. To yeah. do really well still once his voice is broke so he's yeah. all right yeah 
Um, yeah, classic end. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas. We are Adam and Paula from the Daydream Club, and you've been listening to the Wise Choice podcast. Thank you for tuning in. For tuning in. Tuning in. And yeah, have a lovely time. See you later. Bye. If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another wise music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty gritty about 
how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.